0: I told you we'd be back. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's Joey Hudson. I wanted to name it the Joey Hudson Bell, but you know, they don't allow you to name put names on bills. <laughs> but I wanted to call it the Joey Hudson Bell because I, kn- I know that one's been near and dear to you for a number of years. That's how it's done. Let your voice be heard. And the truth shall set you free.
1: Here's Joey Hudson. Welcome into today's edition of Just the Truth. Glad to have you join me in the PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition Studio. To lose weight for the last time, visit MyPhDWeightLoss.com. A lot to cover today. Hamas released a third group of hostages yesterday, which included four-year-old Abigail Eden, the first American as the four-day ceasefire between Israel and the terrorist group continues. We'll give you the details on that in just a moment. The South Carolina legislature goes back into session in January. One of the issues that will be coming up, constitutional carry. The Greenville News took a position on this issue over the weekend with their editorial board, encouraging their readers to contact their state senators. I'll tell you what they're encouraging you to tell them uh, in just a moment. California Governor Gavin Newsom and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis will uh, face off this week on Hannity as the two will participate in a debate-style forum moderated by Sean Hannity. And what does happiness mean to you? Is there a dollar number that would make you happy? If you had this much money in the bank, you think you'd be happy? A recent study reveals what that number is for most Americans. I'd love to hear what that number is for you. You can text me on the Truth Text Line, 864-477-JOEY. That's 864-477-5639. You can leave a quick voice message, and your emails are welcome at joey at joeyhudson.com. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Did you watch some football? Uh, what, what about the Carolina-Clemson game? Uh, Peg and I traveled down to Columbia, had a great time. It was a little disappointing for me. Peg came back Happy with Clemson coming out on top with a 16-7 to win. But you got you got to be honest, don't you? Uh, it really wasn't that great of a game on either side. Uh, no one seemed to have an offense. I, I guess both defensive teams showed up to play. Uh, and, of course, the excitement was that Donald Trump was at the game. Uh, the big story, though, was not the fact that the former president was the guest of Governor Henry McMaster at the Palmetto Bowl, if you will, the big story seemed to be the fact that uh, this guy in Columbia, uh, Jay Bender, a, a, a media lawyer, had purchased seven electronic billboards around the Columbia area with an anti-Trump message. The message was, you lost, you're guilty, welcome to Columbia, Donald. The billboards went on to say that they are sponsored by the League of Radical Leftist Vermin, J. Bender Instigator. Now, uh, we're told that an eighth billboard was displayed in the Charlotte metro area, according to the state newspaper. Bender is a a veteran Columbia attorney. He specializes in media law. You may have seen his name over the years. He's represented the state media company, the, the publisher of the state newspaper and other South Carolina news organizations. Vendor said that when he learned that President Trump was, clump, uh, was coming to Colombia, he thought someone needed to speak up, so he started thinking about different ideas, he said. So he said that Trump is, he believes, a threat to the livelihood and safety of individual Americans. Uh, he said, in a normal, rational world, anyone that crazy would not be considered a serious candidate for public office. Vendor's sign reference's comments that that uh, President Trump made earlier this month about his political enemy, uh, enemies. He said, quote, We pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country that lie and steal and cheat on elections. Uh, Trump said this according to The Washington Post. Trump's campaign spokesperson, Stephen Shang, responded to the billboards by pointing out that President Trump continues to dominate in every single poll out of South Carolina. There hasn't been a poll yet that doesn't show that Donald Trump wins the February presidential preference primary here in the Palmetto State. Originally, Bender said that he wanted to fly a banner across Williams-Brice Stadium during the game with the words guilty on it. Uh, <laughs> I guess he forgot to think about the fact that this is a night game. It kicked off at 730. It's dark. Nobody could have seen the banner. I guess he figured that out. So he said that someone suggested that he make a GoFundMe page to get donations, which he did. And he said that he was overwhelmed by the response. In the GoFundMe, Bender wrote, Hello, my name is Jay Bender, and in the deranged mind of Donald Trump, I am a radical leftist vermin. I'm raising money to fly a banner in conjunction with the Carolina Clemson football game to which Trump is scheduled to attend. The banner will simply say guilty. Bender added that he wanted to be short and simple, but also wanted to make sure others knew he was directing the message at Donald Trump. Uh, Bender said there could have been lots of things you could write up there about Trump, but I wanted it to be simple, direct and readable. Uh, He said uh, as of Saturday before the game, the GoFundMe page had raised just over $9,000, which exceeded the $6,500 goal. Bender said that the one-day electronic billboard display that he ended up doing in lieu of the, 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 the flying banner, again, because it's dark, uh, he said that those only cost $1,000. The gun fun, GoFundMe uh, contributions he said, will be refunded with a suggestion to make a donation to food banks, homeless shelters, or other charities. Of course, uh, Donald Trump was there as the guest of his longtime supporter, South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster, who holds that office, uh, you know, if it weren't for Donald Trump appointing Nikki Haley to the, as UN ambassador, there's a chance that Henry McMaster may not be, may not be governor. Uh, McMaster was the first statewide office holder uh, as lieutenant governor at the time to endorse Donald Trump uh, back in the early days. It was interesting to see the response. Even within the the Williams-Brice Stadium, there was some uh, overall it it was a welcoming cheer, but there were some boos along the way. Uh, There's a video circulating of the Clemson University, uh, some of their band members booing President Trump as he made his way around the field. He walked around the field, uh, again, pretty pretty much uh, with an enthusiastic welcome. South Carolina's first in the South primary is set for February 24th right now. It looks like Donald Trump will easily win that. On to uh, news in Israel. Hamas released a third group of hostages yesterday, including Abigail Eden, the first American uh, to be released, uh, you probably know the story of this young lady. She literally turned four years old as a hostage of these terrorists. She uh, was released Sunday as part of the four-four day ceasefire between Israel. And the terrorist group, uh, the Israel Defense Forces confirmed the status of the third group of hostages, stating that based on the information given by the Red Cross that 14 Israeli hostages and three foreign national hostages were released yesterday. The IDF had posted this on X. The release of the hostages, of course, come during this four day ceasefire that we are told could be uh, continued or expanded. As long as hostages continue to be released terms of the agreement, Hamas uh, said that they would release 50 hostages that they kidnapped on October the 7th 7th in exchange for 150 Palestinians who have been held in Israeli prisons. Of course, that has come under fire by some saying that it's not a a fair swap, but uh, we're glad to get these hostages out of, out of the hands of the terrorists. IDF authorities confirmed that as of now, 13 of the hostages are within Israeli territory with four additional hostages being released uh, to the Rafa crossing. One of the 13 hostages was airlifted by helicopter to a hospital, according to a report from CNN. The Israeli Prime Minister's office yesterday released some of the hostages' names showing nine hostages under 18 years of age. The two youngest are only four years old. There are four others between 40 and 84 years old, according to the Israeli officials. Of the three foreign nationals identified uh, Abigail Eden, who again turned four while in captivity. She's an American dual citizen who was kidnapped on October the 7th, along with uh, others in the region. Eden's parents were reportedly both killed uh, in front of this this poor child uh, during the attack. It is reported that her father Uh, used his body as a shield to protect his young daughter. President Biden celebrated the release of uh, young Eden, stating that she's receiving the supportive services that she needs, highlighting the terrible trauma that she has been through. Two days
0: ago, one of our fellow Americans, a little girl named Abigail, turned four years old. She spent her birthday, that birthday, and at least 50 days before that, held hostage by Hamas. <clears throat> Today, she's free, and Jill and I, together with so many Americans, are praying for the fact that she is going to be all right. You know, she's free, and she's in Israel now. And uh, so those who are now uh, wrapping Abigail in love and care and the supportive services she needs, she's been through a terrible trauma. You know, her mom was killed in front of her when her, when her kibbutz was uh, attacked by Hamas terrorists on October 7th. Abigail ran to her dad then, who then was gunned down, gunned down as well, while using his body to shield little Abigail. She then ran to a neighbor for help where they were all taken hostage.
1: Abigail Eden is one of three American hostages reportedly determined to be among the 50 hostages That Hamas has identified that will be part of this initial swap. Uh, They're still uh, expecting others. However, the only one, uh, there's only one more day. uh, That's today within the four day truce. It's unclear if the U.S. has confirmed the two remaining Americans will be in the group that is released uh, sometime today. Today is Cyber Monday. What is it and how is it different from Black Friday? We'll get into that in just a moment. First, let me tell you about my friends at PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition. Uh, Let's talk about emotional eating because as we head into the holidays, emotional eating is something that a lot of people do. You know, I used to be a chocoholic and I still love chocolate, but I've learned not to use it as a crutch to deal with stress. I changed my relationship with chocolate and a lot of other foods. Because three years ago, I was introduced to Dr. Ashley Lucas and Ph.D. weight loss and nutrition. And boy, am I glad I was was introduced to this wonderful, uh, this great group of people. If you want to get healthy, if you want to lose weight for the last time, by the way, then let me introduce you. To PhD weight loss and nutrition. Let me encourage you to go ahead and make that call and set up that first appointment. 864-252-4925. Now I know some of you are saying, well, Christmas is just a few weeks away. I'm going to wait till after Christmas. Why not go ahead and do it? Why not go ahead and make that commitment? And by Christmas, you could have already lost 10, 20 pounds. You could already be on your way to good health. I've been able to Maintain the 30 pounds that I lost three years ago, again, because the Ph.D. Weight Loss and Nutrition program is not a fad diet, but it's based on the science of nutrition. They teach you all about food, what to eat, when to eat, and how to eat. I want you to be healthy as we head into 2024. Make that call today, 864-252-4925, online at myphdweightloss.com. Ph.D. Weight Loss and Nutrition, the official partner of the Clemson Tigers. So today is Cyber Monday. Friday was Black Friday. <laughs> In other words, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, it's real simple. The Monday following Black Friday is Cyber Monday. So what is that? And, and why? How is Cyber Monday different from Black Friday? Well, as I, uh, as I understand it, Black Friday originally res- was reserved for in-store promotions, Black Friday was a time that that local malls and shopping areas encouraged you to show up in person to take advantage of those after Thanksgiving deals. And it's true; many stores began offering uh, special pricing uh, leading into to Thanksgiving. So Cyber Monday was uh, thought of after so many people started online shopping, and Cyber Monday is associated with Buying things at your favorite online retailers. Now, no, the two days seem to have started to blend together a bit, right? Because uh, you heard last week, you, were, you heard people uh, promoting Black Friday along with Cyber Monday. In general, Black Friday tends to have better deals for the more expensive purchases like TVs, mattresses, those big items. Today, Cyber Monday, uh, usually offers greater savings on items like small appliances, beauty products, and even some clothing. Uh, regardless, uh, just head over to to your favorite online buying site and uh, good luck with those deals. Your comments are welcome on the Truth Text Line, 864-477-JOEY, 864-477-5639. You can also leave a voice message. I'll Play that uh, as I have time and your emails are welcome. Keep those coming. Joey at joeyhudson.com. The South Carolina General Assembly goes back in session in January. Uh, This is year two of the session. One issue that is set to be decided most likely in the South Carolina Senate is constitutional carry. Many of you have written to me, you've texted me over the years about constitutional carry. Right now, South Carolina, you, you have to have a concealed weapons permit. Uh, you can conceal your weapon or uh, as part of a new law that the, the General Assembly passed a year or so ago, uh, we have open carry. So you can open carry, but you still have to have your concealed weapons permit. And I know that gets confusing, the concealed weapon to open carry. But a lot of people want constitutional carry. Well, you don't have to have any permit at all. The Greenville News has weighed in on this. Their editorial board over the weekend, published an editorial, came out in opposition to this. They're encouraging you to reach out to your state senator because the House has passed it. It's going to be up to the state Senate now. The Greenville News wrote in their editorial, every year, 1,044. South Carolinians died by gun violence, and another 2,358 are wounded, giving us the sixth highest rate nationally, they write. As if these numbers aren't alarming enough, the state legislature could soon pass a permitless carry, also called constitutional carry, Bill S-109, likely to increase the tragedies, they say. Current state law requires a concealed weapons permit to legally carry a handgun openly or concealed in public places. The Greenville Editorial Board writes a CWP holder must be at least 21 years old, pass a background check, and take basic firearm safety training. Senate Bill 109 would eliminate these safeguards. The bill, which could be enacted when the state legislature reconvenes in January, would allow 18- to 20-year-olds, a group known to commit homicides at triple the rate of people 21 and older, again, according to the Greenville News Editorial Board, to carry handguns with no training. In states that have weakened their firearms permitting requirements, the Greenwood News says studies have found that violent crimes have increased 13 to 15 percent. They write supporters of permitless carry often argue that the Second Amendment guarantees the right to carry firearms, period. However, they argue court decisions continue to indicate that the Second Amendment, like all constitutional rights, can be limited. And they give an example. The First Amendment protects freedom of speech, but not speech that advocates illegal action or recklessly endangers others, they say. Because the South Carolina House has already passed a similar bill, only our South Carolina Senate can stop permitless carry. They are encouraging you to call your state senator and ask him or her to vote no on Senate Bill 109. And they point out that you can look them up at scstatehouse.gov. Uh, This is going to be a battle, and if you want South Carolina to have constitutional carry, you do need to take their advice and go to scstatehouse.gov, look up the email address, look up the phone number of your state senator, and call him or her, and let them know you support it, that you want constitutional carry in South Carolina. On the Truth Text Line, Texer says, "Have taken no vaccines, and my doctor has not pushed me. Family and friends who took vaccines have had COVID multiple times. Uh, do believe these vaccines are weakening the immune system and allowing other illnesses to overcome the vaccinated person? Bill Gates once stated the way to control the world population was with a vaccine. Bingo. Appreciate your your comment. Our positive, encouraging text for the day: Our greatest glory is not in never falling." but in rising every time we fall. God bless. Thank you for that. Yours is welcome as well. 864 477 joey 864-477-5639. Last week, I told you about former members of the military who received a letter encouraging them to reapply if they had been forced out of service because of their refusal to take the COVID jab. Senator Eric Smith, he's a Republican from Missouri, is pressing the U.S. Army for answers now on behalf of former service members who would discharge for for refusing to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. According to him, nearly 2,000 service members were let go from the military after they refused to take the vaccine. Uh, there's uh, evidently recruitment troubles this year. The Army recently sent a letter to discharge soldiers telling them they have the option to now correct their characterization of discharge and rejoin the Army. The Army has said that the letters were part of a congressionally mandated process. So in a letter to the Secretary of Army, Christine Wormuth, Senator Smith asked whether any soldiers would receive back pay if they decide to reenlist and if they would be reinstated to their rank held before discharge, and whether the religious freedoms of service members will be protected going forward. The senator wrote in the letter, quote, These mandates certainly harmed our military's readiness and tragically destroyed the careers of thousands of brave volunteers. These members have faced negative implications for veterans benefits and employment outside of the military. He wrote, it is likely that most of those former members will never return to the military and serve our nation again. The senator also asked whether the Army will make continuous effort to ask these particular members if they would like to rejoin the branch. After reports that the Army is about 10,000 soldiers short of meeting its fiscal year 2023 uh, recruiting goals. In 2022, recruitments fell short by an even larger margin of about 15,000. Senator Smith noted that the branch has missed the recruitment goals, highlighting that 8,300 men and women across the entire military were discharged solely due to COVID-19 mandates. The Army discharged 1,881 soldiers and only granted 191 exemptions out of over 10,000 requests. Think about that. Over, according to the senator, 10,699. Members of the U.S. Army requested a religious, a religious exemption and 191 were approved. That's just crazy. Uh, Senator Smith requested a response to be delivered to his office by December the 13th. Office of Chief of Public Affairs at the Army told Fox News that they would be responding directly to the sender of the letter. In their statement, they said, with all congressional correspondence, we will respond directly to the author of the letter. The Army also rehighlighted a previous statement sent uh, after it was first reported that former service members received letters in the mail regarding their discharge. Uh, in that statement, they say, as part of the overall COVID mandate rescission mandated by Congress, the Army this month mailed the letters to approximately 1,900 individuals who had previously been separated. The letter provides information to former service members on how to request a correction of their military records, they wrote. According to the task and purpose, thousands of troops unsuccessfully sought religious resumptions from the vaccination, including the 8,948 soldiers, 10,800 airmen and guardians, over 4,000 sailors, and over 3,700 Marines. The initial military letter provided forms for service members who were involuntary separated for refusal to receive the vaccination to request a correction to military personnel records. And the letter also shared links for any interested discharged soldiers uh, with instructions of how to return to service. You know Senator Mitt Romney revealed the two GOP presidential candidates that he refuses to support under any circumstances in a person to person interview that aired on CBS News yesterday. I'll share those with you in just a moment. First portions of the day's brought to you by Discounted Appliance Warehouse. Are you tired of buying appliances from inexperienced sales staff with no appliance knowledge? With so many options, brands, features, it's really kind of tough to figure out which appliance is right for you, isn't it? Have you ever been to one of the big box stores? You ask about a refrigerator and they just point you to aisle thirty nine? Well, let me tell you where you need to uh need to purchase your next appliance. And it's where I have been purchasing my appliances for years now, and that's discounted appliance warehouse in Pickens. Jeff and Johnny and the whole team at Discounted Appliance Warehouse, uh, they'll treat you like family. You're more than just a credit card swipe to Discounted Appliance Warehouse. They'll walk you through their 11,000 square feet, which is slam full of about 1,500 appliances where you can buy today and use today. There's never going to be a delay in delivery of your appliances. Check out their Overstock Appliance Center in the market at the mill for clearance pricing. Discounted Appliance Warehouse, they're in Pickens and worth the short drive over there. Find them online at DiscountedApplianceWarehouse.com. So Senator Mitt Romney revealed that there are two GOP presidential candidates that he refuses to support under any circumstances. Uh, This was on an interview aired on CBS News yesterday. No real surprises here. Romney responded that he would support anybody except former President Donald Trump and entrepreneur but Vivek Ramaswamy, when asked by Nora O'Donnell if there was anybody he liked in the Republican field, Romney stated that his desire is to see another Democrat run for president instead of Joe Biden, saying that the president made all sorts of terrible mistakes. Who do you like in the Republican field?
0: Uh, anybody. Um, you know, I, I would. Uh, I'd be happy to support virtually any one of the Republicans. Maybe not Vivek, but. Uh, but the others that are running would would be acceptable to me, and I'd be happy to vote for them. I'd be happy to vote for a number of the Democrats, too. I mean, would be an upgrade from, in my opinion, from uh, Donald Trump and and perhaps also from uh, Joe Biden. I, look, I like uh, President Biden. Um, you know, I, I find him a very charming, engaging person. There's some places I agree with him, but most places I disagree with him. Uh, I think he's made all sorts of terrible mistakes. But uh, I, I would like to see someone else...
1: Romney, who was the GOP nominee, what, in is that 2012, I guess, announced in September that he will not be running for re-election to the Senate from Utah. He emphasized that it's time for a new generation of leaders in a video that he posted on X. This is not uh, the first time that Senator Romney has expressed his disapproval of President Donald Trump. Rodney was the only Republican senator to, to vote in favor Of Trump's first impeachment in 2020. Over on the Democrat side, Democrat Representative Dean Phillips of Minnesota said in a tweet over the weekend that claims that President Joe Biden could defeat former President Donald Trump were delusional. Phillips cited Biden's declining poll numbers, sharing a report by Politico and a post on X saying that, uh, that Trump led Biden in polls by NBC News, Quinnipiac, Fox News, and Morning Consult. Phillips posted, As a member of House Democrat leadership, I supported and promoted the Biden agenda. I campaigned for him, voted for him, and respect him. But how can anyone read this and conclude he's positioned to defeat Donald Trump? It's delusional, he posted. Phillips announced his bid to challenge Biden back in uh, October, again, su- citing concerns about Biden's age and ability to win twenty uh, in the 2024 election. Writer and self-help guru Mel- uh, Marianne Williamson is also challenging Biden. She's ran for president a number of times on the Democrat side. Uh, as you know, Biden has He's suffered some falls, including the one at the Air Force Academy back in the summer. He's he he fell down while uh, out on his bicycle uh, back uh, in summer of last year. He has stumbled a couple of times on the steps of Air Force One, uh, and, and they now have him taking the the lower stairs when he boards Air Force One. And he started wearing tennis shoes uh, to to try to avoid a a slip situation. Uh, Biden also faces third-party challenges from more liberal candidates, including environmental advocate Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Professor Cornell West, who is running as an independent, and uh, 2016 Green Party presidential candidate Jill Stein has announced that she is seeking her party's nomination again. And this week on Hannity, uh, you're going to see Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom of California face off with Republican Governor Ron DeSantis who have been trading fire for uh, nearly two years, they're going to meet in person face-to-face this week on Hannity. DeSantis, who is, of course, officially running in the GOP presidential nomination. Newsom, who Republicans say is running a shadow campaign for the White House, even though he repeatedly stomps uh, on uh, any uh, speculation as being ridiculous that he would challenge Joe Biden. Uh, They'll face off Thursday in a debate moderated by Fox News primetime opinion host Sean Hannity. Uh, It's being promoted as DeSantis versus Newsom, the Great Red versus the Blue State debate. It'll take place in Alpharetta, Georgia, a one time red state that's become a top general election battleground between. The two parties. DeSantis said that he spoke with Fox News uh, early this week, saying he caters to a very far left slice of the electorate. I think that will be on display when we have the debate. He's, of course, talking about Gavin Newsom and and his uh, liberal uh, policies in California. Newsom, an appearance on Fox News and on Hannity earlier in the fall, Pointed towards DeSantis and emphasized, I don't like people who demonize other people or go after vulnerable communities. I also don't like liars. You may recall that, uh, that Newsom purchased billboards in Florida uh, being critical of, of DeSantis. He uh, said, freedom is under attack in your state. Republican leaders are banning books, making it hard to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. Newsom argued in some of the material that he sent out in Florida. DeSantis, of course, uh, started out as being a very popular candidate, not doing so well in the polls with uh, former South Carolina governor Nikki Haley moving into second place in most polls. Last week, a Newsom-aligned political group started running an ad on Fox News uh, that slammed DeSantis over the six-week abortion ban in Florida that he signed into law in his state earlier this year. Newsom is one of the most high-profile surrogates that is out speaking for Joe Biden, even as some Democrats speculate that Biden will eventually bow the race. Newsom has repeatedly shot down speculation that he could be a candidate for White House next year, saying that uh, that's something that he would not consider challenging uh, his party's leader. DeSantis, speaking with Fox News, uh, argued that I've been warning Republican voters it may not be Biden in 2024, kind of pointing to the idea that Governor Newsom may be on the Democrat ticket. DeSantis said this guy is running a shadow campaign. He denies it, but even people in his own party are saying it. You have Vice President Kamala Harris. You have a lot of these other people who could end up running in 2024 if Biden is not able to. I think there's a lot of people in the Democrat Party who do not want Biden to run. Ultimately, it's going to be his decision. But I think there's a lot of pressure there for him to take a step back this uh, in a statement that DeSantis made. It's going to be interesting. Are you going to watch it? Are you planning to watch Hannity uh, act as moderator between these two governors? We uh, we shall see, and of course we'll we'll be covering it and and uh, bringing you up to date on that uh, on Thursday. So let me ask you a a quick question before we wrap up today: What does happiness mean to you? Most Americans, fifty nine percent, think that money can buy happiness, and a survey a, a new survey on the subject even puts a number on it. So if someone were to ask you how much money would you want in the bank or would you feel like you need to have in the bank before you can be happy? What's that number? Interesting, uh, per CBS News, on average, Americans say they need about $1.2 million to achieve happiness. This was a, a survey by financial services firm Empower. The figure breaks down in some interesting ways here, depending on age groups, with millennials needing the most. Millennials feel like they need 1.7 million. Those in Generation Z, the least, uh, just under 500,000. Boomers, if you're, if you're a baby boomer, which that's my age category, uh, boomers say they need at least a million And Generation Xers a bit over 1.2 million. In terms of gender, women would be happy with uh, just over 800,000. Men want more. Men would want 1.5 million. Uh, Some other findings as far as salary, how much Americans want to make and feel like if they could make this amount, they would be happy. On average, they said that a salary of $284,000 a year translates to happiness. With men, Wanting a little more, 381,000 women, 183,000 millennials cited a CEO-like mark of 525,000. Generation Z, they believe that they should make 128,000. Generation X, 130,000, and Boomers feel like that they should make 124,000. And if they could make that amount, that they would be happy. As far as retirement, people on average plan to retire at age 63, according to the, the survey. With Generation Z, the most ambitious of the bunch, they'd like to retire at age 54. <laughs> of course they do. Uh, still, the, the latter uh, figure is up from 49 last year, suggesting that inflation is causing people to adjust their goals uh, because things are costing a little more and they're going to have to work a little longer. Cup of coffee. The, the spending flexibility that comes with having enough money is cited as a prime source of contentment with 62 uh, percent of millennials saying that they're willing to spend seven bucks for a cup of coffee because it makes them happy. And if they could have that one point seven million in the bank, <laughs> then then they could buy that seven dollar cup of coffee and live uh, happily ever after. What's your number? What do you f- feel like you need in the bank to be happy? 864 joey 864-477-5639 is the truth text line. Uh, love to hear your feedback on how much money would bring you happiness or if money can even bring you happiness. That's it for today's edition of Just the Truth. Thanks for joining me in the PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition Studio to lose weight for the last time visit myphdweightloss.com. If you haven't joined our mailing list, visit my website, joeyhudson.com. Click on the Connect with Joey button so that you can receive emails uh, with the most up-to-date news. And I appreciate you spending some time with us today. Keep your comments coming via the Truth Text Line, 864-477-5639. Keep your emails coming as well, joey at joeyhudson.com. Hope you have a wonderful day. We're back again tomorrow. Until then, remember folks, God's got this. He's still in control.